Welcome back and joining me now as we wrap up the day's markets action is Nick Kunza from Sunlam Private Wealth. Nick, thank you so much for joining us in studio. Before we actually get to what's been happening in the markets, there's a short clip that we have of Liz Truss and uh, the lawmakers at the weekly question and answer session in the House of Commons. So uh, let's, let's check that out. The only mandate she's ever had is from members opposite. Yeah. It was a mandate built on fantasy economics yeah. and it ended in disaster. Yeah. The country's got nothing to show for it except the destruction of the economy and the implosion of the Tory party. Yeah. I've got the list here. 45p tax cut, gone. Yeah. Corporation tax cut, gone. 20p tax cut, gone. Two-year energy freeze, gone. Tax-free shopping, gone. Economic credibility, gone. And her supposed best friend, the former Chancellor, he's gone as well. They're all gone. So why is she still here? fighter and not a quitter. Indeed, a fighting spirit there. <laughs> I mean, we're just saying off air that, you know, she must be a nice person, but really the economy seems to be going from right under her feet. Is the UK financial market story right now the political story, Nick? It is, it is. And, and it's a real fight as well between what the Bank of England have done on the one side, because like, they kind of played her bluff. And Mr. Bailey literally said, you've got three days to sort this out or else we are not, we're stepping away from quantitative easing yeah. for supporting the, uh, the guilt market. And he played their bluff and basically uh, Mr. Kwateng was gone and she's still there. Um, but I mean, the markets are fairly efficient. You look at what Sterling's doing, you look at what the guild markets are doing, you look at, then you look at those UK numbers you mentioned on your intro, double digit inflation still. I find, it, I, I find it amazing that she's going to survive another week, really. Yeah, mm. indeed. Um, just looking at that, we had Quilta actually coming in and um, uh, posting that their assets under management had decreased mm. because of the difficult and volatile market conditions. And I mean, just as a counter that is exposed to that UK market, how are you looking at the investment case there? I would be very cautious of nothing against Quilter and their management team, which are of very high quality, but I'd be very cautious of, of any asset that's got exposure in the yeah. UK currently. Yeah. I think the story is going to continue and I think it might deteriorate before it gets better. I mean, that's my two yeah. cents worth. So I'd certainly be very cautious. And the same goes for all the other, you know, Capcos and anyone else that's exposed mm. to the UK economy. Unfortunately, I think it's out of their hands, but I'd be very careful. So Quilter, well, so they'll come right eventually, yeah. but it's going to get worse for it. For now, better. in the short term, really, mm. really be cautious there. Uh, just um, thinking of what's happening, I mean, because now we are having uh, a lot of political developments where now Liz is under pressure to resign. Lots of uh, volatility in that political space. Mm. Would the uh, Bank of England be under more pressure now because now after their bond buying program ended, they now were saying that they're going to start with bond selling and there were reports coming out that they could actually delay it. Do you think that there'd be enough pressure? So, so this, is where it, this is where it gets, I think <laughs> a long enough time in your show, this is where it gets quite complicated because there's, there's very much two sides to the story. There's the before and where we are now. Before, the reason we got here is yeah. because of... Liz Truss and her idea to launch these unfunded uh, tax cuts, yeah. their upper rate from down from 45% to I think below 40 or 38%. Uh, and the list goes on, you heard on the intro, all the different things that she proposed. Yeah. 
that needed money to do that, and it was unfunded. So that's what spooked the market initially and what set the runoff on Sterling on the gilts. Where are we now, and how does the Bank of England do? Well, unfortunately, they've been forced to now go in and buy the market, become a sort of, a, I guess, the, the buyer of last resort to stop a run on, on sovereign risk in yeah. the UK. And then back to your question, they've got to fund this now. So there's still a 40 billion uh, roughly odd hole uh. that they now have to now sell bonds to the market to fund that hole. So okay. it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. There's no real, the, the Bank of England's having to do things it doesn't want to do. It mm -hmm. doesn't want to sell into a market that's selling off. It's yeah. should be doing that. So yeah, they're in a very, very tough position, in yeah. Mr. Bailey at the Bank of England. All right. A company that seems to be out of a tough mm. position right now is Netflix. I mean, uh, that stock had been under pressure, I think, for the last year as it mm. continued to disappoint. But then it came out with results, um, uh, beating its own forecast of subscriber editions, mm. 1 million, and then coming out with 2.4 million of uh, subscriber editions in the third quarter, also beating analyst expectations on the top and the bottom line. Where did you put your magnifying glass on these results? So they were surprisingly good. So don't forget also that they did shock the market a couple of months ago with a, with a bad set of trading yeah. updates. The market, the stock was down kind of 20% as well. It's made that back. Uh, I thought it was surprisingly good and surprisingly good because of what the dollar's doing. So okay. a lot of these UK, the US companies, uh, we're going to look through and see how much the dollar is going to affect. The stronger dollar is definitely going to affect the earnings. So this was a, a strong set of numbers despite the dollar strength because the mo majority of the portion of the subscribers is from the UK, yeah. uh, the US. But I, I did think it was it was pretty good, and I think it sets up quite nicely to see what Walt Disney comes out with next and a few of the other streaming sites. Yeah. But overall, and, and then you always judge what the market does on the day, yeah. stock up 15%, mm -hmm. love the story. That dollar story filtering mm. through to the yen. I mean, we saw it. Um, I think it was quite a shocker when we saw it a few months ago. Not even a few months ago, maybe mm. a few weeks ago, at uh, edging closer to 145. But now we're seeing it edging closer mm. to 150. 25 cents to go, yes. So what happens now? What happens now? Well, what happens now is, is what you're seeing is, is the diverging policies of what the Federal Reserve and other um, Central banks are doing, Bank of England being another one, even our South African Reserve Bank, you know, yeah. trying to get ahead of the curve of this inflation curve. And the Bank of Japan, whose philosophy is we are going to do whatever it takes to try and kickstart this economy yeah. and keep ultra loose policy. Um, I mean, they've been fighting this no inflation story for decades yeah. and decades, and they battled to even get it above 3% inflation. Mm. But what it does is it gets quite interesting because the Bank of Japan have been quite vocal with their jawboning, and they, they sort of intervened, I think, last time around about 146, 147. Yeah. Now, as you saw on your screen, 149.75. Um, mm. Do they come in again? I don't know. But yeah, I think we're heading into a period of, of currency wars, and mm. this dollar's running over everything. What did you think of Standard Bank's uh, operational Brilliant. updates? Still impressive numbers there? Brilliant. Yeah, I'm a Standard Bank fan. Uh. Uh, I think Mr. Shabalad and his team are just really, really running an unbelievable business. Yeah. Uh, it, it, what I thought was interesting, not just the Standard Bank results today, in my experience, financials tend to lead markets up and they tend to lead markets down for various yeah. reasons. Like this, this certainly, those who are writing South Africa off with load shedding and everything <laughs> else you have to deal with, yeah. don't write us off just yet. Yeah. Those numbers were really good. Isn't it, it is a Pan-African run business, but yeah. still, 
really solid set numbers. Increased revenue, cash flow was better, yeah. loan book was better. Every single aisle item was a surprise to the upside. And I think patting the back yeah. for the team. And I think hopefully bodes well that the South African consumer is still quite resilient. Mm -hmm. And maybe it does uh, set the tone for a nice finish to the year. We can only hope. Nick, we could talk for hours. We could. But we have run out of time. So let's get to your stock pick. <laughs> All right. So going to be boring going with that Standard Bank. Uh, okay. Just for full disclosure, we were buying it before today. <laughs> um, again, nice set of numbers, dividend flow, cash flow is positive. Uh, the outlook was very good as well. Mm. The stock is trading around about what, just around about the 150 Rand level. That should be much closer to 170, yeah. 180 Rand level. Dividend yield of north of 7%. So uh, why don't you back a top run business and buy yeah. Standard Bank? Nick, let me steal 20 seconds. Mm. I know my director is going to kill me. Tell yeah. from MTN. What's your sentiment there? Messy. Messy, messy, messy. And I think, I think, uh, I think MTN bit their tongue a little bit, not saying what they really wanted to see. Okay. I thought Telcom behaved quite badly. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not the way you run a business. You don't sort of dance with everyone in the room. You know, they were supposed to have an exclusive talking deal with MTN. They didn't. Uh -huh. And I think MTN were quite gentlemanly by not saying what I think they really <laughs> If I was Telcom, I'd be... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Quite interesting, uh, the different uh, points of views uh, that I'm getting. So you're saying that maybe Telcom should not have danced with everyone nah. in the room. Some are saying, well, I mean... Yeah, I suppose as a shareholder, you want to get the best yeah. price, right? Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for your time, Nick. That was Nick Kunza from Sunlum Private Wealth.